Hello, this is Dr. Paul Cattrall, and this is an update on the Johns Hopkins database. So, as of 6.05 p.m. On, on Thursday, we have now 82,404 U.S. cases, which are above... China, which is at 81,782. So we are now way past what China has by just under a thousand cases. The United States has 1,178 cases where they have died, only 619 recovered, and 281 of those. 1,178 are deaths in New York. In terms of New York, we have New York City. We have 21,873 with the 281 deaths in, in New York City. So we have now surpassed China and that makes you wonder. Uh, China's numbers aren't right. And I've been saying that for like six weeks. So China's been lying and we need to get to the bottom of it. And why did the WHO allow it to happen? Why did the WHO lie to the world of China's numbers? So again, the United States is now leading in terms of number of cases confirmed at 82,404. Thank you. All right. Okay. So um, this is uh, Dr. Paul Cottrell, and I have a, a, a special guest that, um, that's going to talk about mental health especially in in crises like what what is happening right now with the Wuhan virus or the COVID-19 virus. So uh, thank you for coming. Um, could you please introduce yourself and um, and uh, what you do professionally? Sure. Uh, thank you for having me, Dr. Cottrell. Um, my name is Linda Dane and I part-time in private practice as a counselor in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Um, I've worked to hell for probably over 25 years now um, in various capacities. And um, what struck me about the current health crisis that's going around our world at the moment was there's so much discussion around the preparation and what we can do um, physically to prepare ourselves and this is also very challenging to our mental health and there are things that we should be paying attention to along the way to take care of our and prepare right logical health as we go through this as well exactly um, I've noticed like individuals like myself um, that's covering it day day in and day out every day not you know getting the proper rest and and uh, you know um, 
uh, walking away from it for a few days. We're just in it day by day. So I think that there is kind of a uh, maybe a PTSD aspect to it, if, you know, from a journalist point of view. Um, also, the listeners, you know, listeners or watchers, when they're watching news all the time, uh, every day on a subject, uh, they also, you know, feel th like dread or fatigue or um, uh, despair. So if you can, you know, maybe talk about some of the signs of, of uh, maybe of depression or anxiety on, on, on crises like these and what they may be able to do at home to, to mitigate that. Well, yeah, we're absolutely being traumatized by the news right now. And it's challenging because for some of us, consuming the news and gathering more information is is a steadying effect, is a calming effect. We want to know. We want to not be left out of the loop. And for others of us, it's like, I can't take that. That's too much. I need to turn it off. And everything in between, the whole gamut, this isn't as serious and I don't need to deal with it or I can't deal with it. But it can have a, a serious psychological effect, which we know is connected to our physical health as well. So if we ignore this and the feelings of dread, longer term, it's going to affect our immunity. It's going to make us more susceptible to illness. So we need to watch for how we're feeling about this emotionally. And it may sound really basic, but we have to pay attention to our sleep. Are we getting enough? Are we getting too much? Are we actually getting outside of our houses or buildings every day? And that can be challenging because people say, well, I don't want to take the elevator or I don't want to be outside because I'm going to be amongst people and that's terrifying. But, you know, there may be ways that you can take a stairwell or avoid people but actually be outside breathing fresh air every day do you uh meditate do you know how to meditate have you ever had a meditation practice now is the time to maybe start looking into that and seeing if that can have a stabilizing effect for you nutrition is huge we absolutely have to be paying attention to our nutrient intake on a regular basis sometimes under stress people completely lose their appetite i don't want to eat i feel nauseous i can't eat or all I want to do is eat. I'm, I'm, I'm self-medicating through food and I'm dealing with this through maybe junk food. Well, again, that's going to have an impact on our immune systems and our physical and mental health in the longer term. We're in this for the long haul. So it's not about just stacking your cupboards full of cans of beans. Absolutely. Physical preparations are hugely important, but we need to pay a lot of close attention to our psychological health along the way and each other's psychological health because it can be insidious and things like depression and sadness, grief, fear. These things can come on quickly and they can come on slowly and it can be mess of things that happen to us emotionally throughout the day. So, you know, I was thinking about this today and you and I have 
things in common. Um, you know, I can liken this to losing a loved one. Mm-hmm. I, as well as you, lost my brother at a young age. He was four, five, and he died of heart disease. And experiencing that grief and how messy and unpredictable and convoluted it can be is similar to how we might pass through the trauma of knowing we're in a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know what's strange is is that yeah. there is some there there is some kind of uh, memory. My my brother died in t- uh, twenty ten, and through this crisis, um, those those deep memories are starting to creep up again. Um, yeah, you know, people that have lost someone very close to them, that first year is really rough. Uh, yeah. and it, it, it starts to fade after the third year, at least for me, but the, you know, yeah. it, it, it still hurts, but it's not as raw as that first six months or a year. Um, but this crisis, for some reason, it, 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 that rawness is coming back. Um, or harder but death is definitive death has an end point and that first year is raw it's a write-off nothing the the first the first year is just a complete and total emotional write-off but it death has an end point we're dealing with something where we have no end point in sight we have very little information and we're traumatized and it's ongoing so we need to make, have a maintenance plan in place psychologically to get through this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, in terms of maintenance plan, I like that term maintenance plan because we've been talking on, you know, different channels about preparation, what is going on with the actual uh, pandemic, uh, some of the uh, some of the scientific aspects, uh, the clinical aspects you know, clinical presentations of, of, of this particular virus. Um, but the maintenance plan that you're talking about, um, if someone had a piece of paper and a pen by them while they were listening to this, what sort of notes should they be taking about a maintenance plan? Good. Do that. Everyone who's listening to this, go get a piece of paper and a pen and write this down. It's going to sound basic, but when you are in the middle of a panic attack or you can't stop crying or you haven't slept in however long or you realize that however length of time has gone by and you haven't eaten, you're going to go back to this and you're going to go down the list and we're going to check these off one by one and we're going to flush them out over time and add detail. But for today, right now, we're just writing down the basic. Number one sleep. You can't consume this 24-7. You have to keep as close as you can to a good sleep hygiene schedule. Now, you might feel like, well, I'm I'm just going to be laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, wishing I was watching um, or listening to Dr. Paul Cottrell or Peak Prosperity or Dr. John Campbell or these sources because new information is happening all the time. Yes. However, we're all a single individual and 
the best we can do is take care of ourselves along the way and your body needs to sleep your brain needs to rest our emotions are chemical reactions and those that is stored in our tissues and you know this uh, as a scientist that these chemical reactions um, leave residue and traces and it builds up over time and we're not doing our immune system or our overall health any favors if we're sleep deprived so as best you can learn calming practices and we can go over that in more future but need to set aside a solid eight to ten hours every single night where you're sleeping attempting sleep resting calmly eyes are closed relaxing the body number one number two food you have to pay attention to your nutrition and it may be different now you might be isolating already so maybe your green vegetables are coming out of a can instead of fresh that your body may or may not be used to maybe before you could operate on eating pizza and not having the most optimal nutrition and being okay but this is not regular times this is traumatic and coming towards us pretty much all day every day so your body's gonna get as much nutrient support as it can get it will help you psychologically in the long run i recommend number three getting outside every single day go for a walk in the fresh air away from people if that makes you more comfortable if you have a way that you can do that in a park or a green space, even better, by water. But even if you are walking down the sidewalk by yourself, being outside, just being outside. And if that's completely impossible for you, maybe sitting on a balcony or even sitting beside an open window. But breathing oxygen that is not circulating in your house or your apartment or your building then you're actually out of doors if you can four mentioned briefly meditation if you haven't ever in your life and you don't know where to start now there's a lot of support that you can look at online for beginner tips and tricks on how to just start to tiptoe into the arena of calming your mind through a practice. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of evidence, there's a lot of medical and scientific evidence that this does our bodies good. And we don't know what we're going to feel emotionally day by day and giving your brain a way that it can practice turning the on switch to off is going to help you. Um, where did I hear this? I think it might have been through um, one of the nurse videos online. She was talking about our bodies have two states. One is the other is rest, recuperate, and digest, I believe. Well, it's just the symp um, sympathetic and parasympathetic. That, but... the, the, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic states. 
Absolutely. So take it away. You know, if you can tap into the calming, if you can tap into anything that's going to rest and get you out of that fight or flight, because that's triggered when we're watching the news. That's triggered when we're gathering information. Even if the information feels like, I need to know this, knowing this is more calming for me than feeling like I'm in the dark, which, you know, I 100% agree, our governments are keeping us in the dark. Finding ways that you can switch into that calming effect for yourself. So what are we up to? One, two, three, four. Um, exercise. There are many, many things that you can do in your home. You don't have to go to a gym. I don't recommend it right now. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a medical person, but the writing's kind of on the wall where gyms are concerned. So carve out 60 to 90 minutes when you are, and you've mentioned in one of your previous videos where, you know, now might not be the time to be doing really strenuous stuff like going outside and right. running and yeah, you, you don't, know, these right. you don't want to in, increase. Yeah, you don't want to increase your infl inflammatory response. You know, normally if you overwork out, you, you'll be somewhat inflamed for a couple days. Um, you're just better Absolutely. to you know, to be in moderate exercise. Don't go try to do triathlons or something like that. Absolutely, but you know, stretch out on your living room floor and stretch, breathe, sit-ups, push-ups, again, online videos, follow um, a yoga video that you find, or even a light, light cardio video, you know, maybe just a mild sweat, but have a physical release. Switch the chemicals around in your body let your body work a little bit try and get out of your head as best you can for a brief amount of time and a lot of these are things we hear you know for dealing with grief but it's not these these nice compact categories like oh there'll be anger and there'll be and there'll be bargaining and yeah there might be all of that but there can be a flood storm of that and then some and it can move rapidly throughout the day so as much compassion as you can possibly give yourself right now as much as you can to just know that your message on the channel is really essential yeah we're only just one person but our voice matters and we can do what we can to instigate change like talking to, trying to communicate with our government representatives and all of that, but if your voice isn't being heard, and I, you know, what, what sparked me to contact you was listening to the videos from the Texan, Texas Soul, I believe they were called. Mm -hmm. And it broke my heart. It just broke my heart. Because he wasn't heard. He was dismissed. He was calling out of concern. And he was completely disregarded. And hearing that as an outsider, we can hear it and say, well, you know, some compassion towards him would have made all the difference. So extend that compassion to ourselves right now as much as possible.
know that we're in a new situation. None of us has, have experienced anything like this before. I think I can safely say that this is new territory. And we just need to be gentle, as gentle as we can. Reach out to other people, safe people, if you can. Make use of the crisis lines in your area. That's what they're there for. If you call and you're not connecting with someone, try again. Keep calling, keep reaching out. If you get that attitude on the other end of the line that the Texas caller received when he tried call hospital and the police, hang up, call somebody else. Keep trying. Your voice matters. You have a right to be heard. And you don't have to take, um, basically, the shit and abuse that the system might try and push back on you right now because nobody wants to answer a call where somebody wants to give information and they don't want to hear it or they don't want to take it. Have you had a chance to, to listen to the one of the callers about his son in Florida uh, having coronavirus, but they have not tested for COVID-19. Have you heard that that um, that call? Maybe not. I mean, it was an early... I heard, I heard the beginning of it, and it, that was a little bit ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was about three weeks ago. And the child actually is getting worse. Um, you know, he, he uh, just had the really bad headaches, um, um, bad stomach pain, um, they did that uh, CT scan, found the gliosis, so there's some sort of immune response in, in, the, in the brain. Um, but uh, what was starting to happen is his intestine, intestinal uh, contraction, in, it, the involuntary muscle contraction uh, started to, to uh, slow down, so feces would build up, so he was having you know, that issue. And then now he's he's in in some sort of pulmonary distress, um, and I when they we when they call me, I uh, it was just just recently maybe two days ago, telling me his status. They still haven't tested for COVID nineteen, um, and they're very frustrated because they see their child hospitalized for weeks now, and they feel as though the medical establishment is against them because they feel as though they're not doing their best so you know there, there's two sides to this coin here there is the the family in distress because they see their child literally um getting worse week by week yeah and you know and it, you know doctors and nurses and and the healthcare professionals you know uh, are thought by the layman that you know they have the answer to a disease the other side of the coin is perhaps the doctors and nurses are dealing with something so different that they don't know the answer. And, you know, yeah. they're almost like a deer yeah. in the headlights or, 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 but there is, you know, so there's stress on both sides. There's the family stress of, of a loved one that's sick, but there's also the stress yeah. that's going on at, with the healthcare professionals. And there are, you know, first line defense on, on this. So if you could yeah. expound and, on and that. And it's so tricky. Yeah. 
Well, and it's a, it's a fine line that parents in particular have to tap dance around because you're at the mercy of these people. So you want to be the squeaky wheel and make noise and say, hey, I'm going to tell you how to do your job because I've researched this as well and I need you to do this and I need you to do this and why isn't this not happening? That's an ad mm-hmm. for your child. However, like you said, there's another side to that. You piss people off and they shut down to you. Mm-hmm. You piss people off and they don't want to talk to you. They, they, they write you off. This person doesn't look here. They're not a medical professional. Who are you to tell us how to do our jobs? And you have to play nice because you want them to be endeared to you almost. Or you want them to see how you want to evoke that, that human com- compassion. Mm-hmm. You want to speak to the humanistic side of this. You want them to be personally invested into the health and well-being of your loved one. Well, you know, at the same time, your hair may be on air with frustration and anger at how the case is being managed and, and to have no avenues to turn to. I... I feel for them. I I feel for anybody trapped in the medical system right now and not having recourse to say, look, I think this is what's going on. And even if they agree with you, they don't know what to do. Right. So, you know, we're kind of back to step number one for those parents as well because they need to stay strong and healthy in order to advocate for the child as hard as it is they need to have to pay attention to how they're eating how they're sleeping how they're supporting their nutrient health for their immune systems well you know in in cases like that you know you know a lot of times one of the parents actually discontinues work to be with the child so there's a financial component there that adds to the stress yeah and it's not uncommon for a parent in dealing with the medical crisis for a child to uh lose the capacity to cope to just to just basically need psychiatric support need medication needs needs need medical support for themselves because they're just shutting down. Mm-hmm. The trauma is so intense. The, the the pain is so severe that they just, the, the brain will take care of itself like Dr. Campbell describes, you know, the machine will, how does he say it? Um, the machine will stop or the machine will break down before the, anyway, I won't, I won't get it right. But, but the body and the brain can only take so much and it will stop. Mm-hmm. And watching, I can't, I can't imagine the horror of watching your child sick and not being able to do anything. And the, you know, the, it, the, it can it can get compounded because once the first responders get sick and they no longer can do their job, and there's less of these first responders, less doctors, less nurses at the ER. Or at the clinics, yeah. the 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 actual care that you're going to get is going to be diminished. 
And it's not going to be diminished linearly. It's going to be diminished non-linearly. It's going to get worse. Yeah, I had this exact conversation with uh, a loved one right before we started this conversation. It, they were basically telling me that, you know, overall, many people experience mild or a moderate expression of this disease. And yes, that that may or may not be true. I'm not going to debate the science behind this. That's in a best case scenario. That's that's you know as we hear. I've I've worked in the hospitals. I've worked in healthcare. It's a gong show on a very calm, easy Tuesday morning. <laughs> not when there's hundreds of people. Mm. It's it's. What if the system gets the slightest bit stressed, the gloves are off, people draw tools, and it's a complete mess. So, you know, we're, we're, the floodgates are open, and now we're just waiting to see how this is going to pan out. And as somebody in Canada, it's, it's distressing. It's not good news. Mm-hmm. We just had, I think it was yesterday or the day before, you know, confirmed positive case of a person who flew from Montreal to Vancouver and we're being told calm as day on the news as if we're five-year-olds this is fine nothing to worry about wash your hands go about your business if somebody flew from Montreal to Canada or Montreal to Vancouver and they had the measles they would inform every single person on that plane the flight number would be posted People would have access to all of that information. In this case, nothing. Ghost silence. They apparently were sitting in front of the person who tested positive and the people who sat behind them for all of those hours. You make That's a good. Fine. You make Don't a very. You make a very good point. I just wanted to kind of like iterate the zeitgeist of this. So. My my parents, you know, I'm Gen X, so my parents, baby boomers, it wasn't uncommon for them to get the measles. Just like Gen X, it wasn't uncommon for them to get the chicken pox. But today, um, you know, and I, I'm I'm for vaccinations. I'm not a, an anti-vaxxer at all, but I am I am a proponent of safe vaccinations. I think that there are some problems with the quality control and um, proper testing, oh, yeah. proper testing, and I I have a I have a serious, I seriously question the, the scheduling for infants. But that set aside, the zeitgeist of, of, of uh, vaccinations differences between generations, the baby boomers, the Gen Xers, and, you know, the Gen Y, the millennials. Um, and like you said, well, the society would freak out with measles. Yes, measles can be very deadly for a certain, a small section of, of the population. But we're talking about a bioengineered virus that is, was designed to be deadly, to study in the lab. All right. And so their response to a designed engineered virus to be, de- you know, designed to be deadly uh, versus you know, something that two generations ago, three generations ago, were very common to get, uh, you know, measles in this case, or chickenpox in, in, you know, for Gen Xers. Um, 
so you know it's it's uh it seems that the logic is flipped you know and that's why that's why individuals are saying i can't trust the government they care more about you know they, they care more about uh, their own um their own um um, economic, the economics of the country yeah. or, you know, or whatnot, whatever, whatever that, whatever things that they're trying to protect, hold dear to them, but, um, and not being Dollar transparent. Else. Yeah. Not being transparent to, to the society that they represent. And that's been, uh, that's been a yeah. mantra of mine is, is that the government, the government needs to be transparent so people can, can prepare and people know what's really going on because part of the stress Absolutely. Part of the stress that people are getting is a lack of tra because of the lack of transparency. They can't trust, and when you can't trust your own government, then you know then the society starts to break down. Well, you can't trust. Yeah, it starts to break Think down. About the fourth turning. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And basically, what is to trust at this point? We're not, we're getting we're getting spoon fed pablum. We are not getting facts. I understand managing panic. I understand not wanting people to be unduly terrified. But now is the time to provide information. Now is the time to follow countries like who was talking about it, peak prosperity, where I believe it was Hong Kong. If Somebody tests positive and they do the contact tracing and they say, um, you know, this person was in this grocery store for this amount of hours, six hours ago. A note goes out, an alert goes out. This is not breaching confidentiality. This is not, right. doesn't have anything to do with the person's ethnicity, which is a huge component here in Vancouver. Um, this is about managing a public health crisis. We need the information. We need transparency. We need people, unlike anybody I have seen in British Columbia, who stands at the microphone in front of a camera and feeds us the sentences that are so sanitized that it's beyond insulting. We need someone who actually has, basically, the ovaries to stand up and say, this is what's happening and this is what you need to do. And these are the possible outcomes. We are preparing for the worst and for the best, but we suggest to the public to get prepared. Get prepared physically and get prepared psychologically because this is not easy information to take in and we understand that, but you still need to hear it which means they need to give it to us. And that's not happening. Right. Especially in Canada, especially in a country where we have such, apparently such advanced healthcare systems. We are mirroring communist China in how little accurate information we are getting told. Most of my information that I'm getting about what's happening is coming from YouTube, unfortunately, mm -hmm. or it, fortunately, yeah, because I people mean, like yourself, people like Frank Vaughn in Canada are putting countless amounts of hours into doing the research and providing the information, and that can have a very calming effect. That's a, that's a good point. I think, you know, it's the self-organization, um, the, the, uh, 
um, that that's happening in these social media platforms or, or, or YouTube platforms. Um, it's it's more of yeah. a grassroots movement. It's um, on the ground information. I call it the battle of the fog of war. You know, it, sometimes the information um, it's raw. It's not as polished. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. facts change, you know, as you, you know, understand them, but it, it, it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the first draft of what's going on with COVID-19. Yeah. You know, we're not writing history. Yeah. We're, you know, we're living the history and recording it as, as the best we can. And, you know, hopefully these channels will be looked at by researchers, um, as well, a, as a database. Yeah. Yeah. As a database, because you're vulnerable. Well, I'm vulnerable in a lot of ways. Like what you're <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, there's, 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 there's a grassroots, but it's, it's really vulnerable. I mean, can you I'm imagine if they? On... Right. You know, can you just imagine though, if channels like this or or journalists or diaries were kept during the Spanish flu around the world? what the epidemiologists could do today if they had access to that first-hand yeah. knowledge or, or, or opinions or, 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 or journals, they'd understand the disease so much more. Yeah. So a hundred years from now, when there's a, another big pandemic, assuming that we live for another hundred years, but, you know, but, but the, the, it, it, this will be a very important uh, data set of what was really going on in real time. The, the, the yeah. psychology of it and, and, and you know the uh, psychology of it fascinates me uh, the mental health aspect of it fascinates me you inspired me because I'm I I was very hesitant to do this live because it's nervous and fumbly and bumbly and it's okay you know, that, it's hard to, to think real quick on the feet but 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 that's right it is okay let's put it out there raw right. let's put it out there messy let's just you know put Put it out there. I had, um, I worked today and I was talking with a client and we were talking about how regardless of the chaos of our lives, our hearts have to come first. And that might be a hard thing to sink in in the middle of a pandemic. But regardless of what's happening around us, we have to take care of how we are feeling first and that's my main message yeah i i, I agree you know like like th there's a few people that i talk to regularly either offline or actually call in and they're ex-military or you know some people you know have had um um uh, uh, uh when they were a child they were abused or or you know that that thing so they have they have, um, they have like a PTSD issue because of past trauma, and you know this 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 is triggering and reliving some of those moments. Could you you know maybe give some advice on how to calm that 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 anxiety or those those flashbacks that these individuals may have? Yeah, well, first of all, they need to hear that that is 100% normal and very, very common. People need to hear that whatever they're feeling about this is, and I hate that word, but normal. 
it is fine, whatever you're feeling. If it's anger, if it's rage, if it's depression, if you go on like crying jags that won't end, you're doing it fine. Your emotions are never wrong. What you do with them is your responsibility. So reach up. Use the crisis phone numbers available in your area. If you have the resources, uh, pay and talk to a mental health professional. A lot of us offer uh, free. A lot of us offer sliding scale. And a lot of us also charge, when we can, full rate because that makes the availability to those who cannot pay. But keep reaching out, keep talking, keep expressing how you're feeling. Keep using a feeling language. It's easy to slip back into the science and the facts and the numbers and what's changed today. But talk about how you're feeling. Give a voice to that. Calm the anxiety and what works for you. And, you know, there's a myriad of ways that people deal with their emotional health. None of it is wrong. None of it is bad. I'm not placing any judgment. But when we do it to the extreme, when it starts spilling over into um, a maladaptive behavior that can hurt us instead of help us, then that's not going to help your anxiety. Whether it's sex, drugs, pornography, shopping, um, isolating, um, you know, all the the whole the whole gamut. Do what you need to do to take care of you, but know that you're aligned enough that it's not going into the terrain of hurting yourself. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Now, individuals, yeah. I- individuals that that are in their like an- like the first year anniversary of their trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, any special things to consider? Because it's more raw well, for them. Because you know, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, be watchful. Like, like. If you, if you can, and lift as many people as you can to have eyes and ears on you, maybe set something up where you're checking in with someone on a regular basis, on a daily basis, if you can. You know, watching for signs of depression. Um, feeling the need to hurt yourself. Feeling like you want to uh, kill yourself. These are normal feelings. Acting on them is different. Most human beings, every every human being I've ever worked with in my entire career has shared with me that they have experienced at some point in their life the feeling of wanting to hurt or kill themselves. That's not normal. When you have a plan, when you have a specific detailed um, mode that you would do this when you have a timeline when um, this is starting to make sense to you as a way to deal with your emotions you've kind of crossed in, over into an area where you you need some serious help right now so 
If you need to call for emergency services, do that. But if, if you're in the first year of, an, of another raw trauma and you're dealing with this at the same time, put together as detailed as of a support circle that you can manage. And if there's nobody, and many, many, many people have nobody, then use the services that are provided. Use crisis lines, walk into um, a clinic and let them know and let them take care of you. And that can be terrifying because, you know, walking into a medical clinic or hospital at this point might be a very terrifying experience on top of everything else. But if that's what you're experiencing, you need help immediately. Mm -hmm. and go get it. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, with your experience in, you know, mental health care, um, what are you seeing right now in terms of the stress levels of individuals specific to this, this pandemic? And what do you expect, let's say, one month out, six months out? Right now, nothing. Absolute zero. Basically in Vancouver, of the people I talk to, of my circles, this is a non-issue. And I think our media and our government are going to um, have to be held accountable at some point because of that. I think that's a very serious issue. One month from now, you know, I, I hope we're all very, very wrong about this. That's my sincere prayer. But one month from now, I think I'm going to be uh, seeing a lot more people needing psychological support for the fear and the worry about what may be coming six months from now. Again, I hope it's done. I hope we have nothing to deal with six months from now. But six months from now, I think we're going to be dealing with people who on top of the fear and stress of this unknown virus bioweapon, um, we're going to have to deal with people not being able to possibly feed their families or themselves. The stress on top of watching our resources run out and I don't know what's going to happen with having to answer to banks and maybe layoffs start happening or resources start dwindling that's like you said i mean if if we had journals from the spanish flu we might have we might have a better script on how this may play out but we don't so we're kind of flying in the dark for that part see you know that's why that's why i always you know snap back to my mantra of you know help your neighbor work together you 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 attack this virus with compassion not with a gun you know and you know in science you have to you know in 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 science but you know but you know it, compassion goes a long way and and com that compassion if you unpack it um also means transparency being honest and transparent um so the the citizenry can can um you know can adapt but, uh, I wholeheartedly agree, and that's that's what attracted me to your channel in the first place. 
was that the, there's science, there's information, and there's the message of compassion. So extend that compassion as much as you can to yourself, to your neighbor, to others, and we're in this together. Let's stick together. Now, what I have specifically have experienced recently, because, you know, I, I've had this YouTube channel for a while. I, I think I, I started in, in maybe 20, 2012, 2010. I don't remember. So it's a while back. But, you know, I was basically doing it as a video log of, of you know, some of my life and, you know, different current event topics, some, you know, opinion pieces, um, uh, just just a journal through through life. And then all of a sudden this happens. And I just, you know, zero down like a laser beam on this specific issue and talk to um, in, uh, two important channels that really grew, that allowed me to accrete a lot of, view, a lot of uh, subscribers. And it totally launched a, a whole new way to get a message out. But believe me, I don't really want to be, you know, a YouTube star because of this. You know, and it's, you know, and I'm, I'm putting all my effort um, to try to help people the best I can because I don't know all the answers. No one does. But if we, we work together, we can find a way. We'll find a way through this darkness. Um, and I've said from the beginning, I hope I am wrong. With I, I really, really, really want to be wrong. You know, you know, a lot of people when they, you know, they, 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 create something and they put it out to the public you know they want to be somewhat boastful about of you know that they, they have the right conclusion the right uh you know the the right uh, thesis whatever um but i really want to be wrong on this but unfortunately as time goes on the picture becomes more clear that the trajectory that i was predicting is is coming and it, it, you know, I'm to that point now. It's not just projection. I'm, 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 I'm scared now, you know. But I'm in it day in and day out. And I, I need to take your advice. That you know, those, those five or six bullet point, you know, uh, pieces of advice, um, and step away from it for a little while and and have more clarity. Um, but there, there is, there is. Doing this and publishing so much, um, I do feel a lot of love from people on the channel. They send me, you know, wonderful emails, uh, wonderful texts, um, uh, calls on the phone. But there's also the other side, the dark side of social media, the, the what we call the trolls, or you know, the, 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 the you know the negative ones. Um, and no matter how how much you try to help people, they seem to try to debunk someone, or they're trying to pull them down, or uh, discredit them. Um, um, so you know, anti-Semitism is you know I'm starting to see. Uh, I see yeah. xenophobia creeping up. Yeah. So if you could you know talk a little bit about xenophobia, maybe specifically, and you know some other darker sides of society during crises that we need to be aware of. brought that up because I wanted to say to you just personally if you can I don't I, 
and I don't want to give advice. Like it's not how I work. I don't give advice. It's not what I what I do. But I really want to say to you, as ignore those assholes. If you just ignore them, just don't just 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 don't give them any energy. You're intelligent and giving, compassionate, and they're not going to change, and they're not going to hear you, and they're not worth it. And all of the blackness that comes out because of this, you know, who knows? I could say, you know, people respond to fear in really terrifying ways sometimes. Maybe that's how words start. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. But you work so diligently on the good side. And you're so effective on that side. If you can, stay there. All the xenophobia, all the anti-Semitism, all, all, everything that's coming out with this, it's, a, it's, a, it's like it's part of the virus. It's just going to make us sick. It's n- we know. We know this is not about religion. We know this is not about ethnicity. We know this is not personal. We're up against a bioweapon. And the more energy we give to the haters, the more they're going to feed on it. And, and who knows why they have to hate they're broken at some point inside of themselves. And we all we all have spots of us that are broken and need healing. And if the way that they can deal with their brokenness is to spew it onto you, don't pick it up. Just leave it if if you can. I mean I don't I don't want to tell you what to do, but if I could add to that list I would strongly suggest delete, 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 delete. Nothing but love, nothing but compassion, nothing but as best we can, accurate information and moving forward. See, Anything I, I, else? I, yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and when I first started the, you know, this, this coverage, I wanted, because of the journal concept of, of you know, trying to have accurate information, what people were thinking at that time, my thought was yeah. to, you know, for, for because of freedom of speech, to keep all, you know, have a complete record of the good and the bad. That was my my thinking. So if you look at a lot of my older videos, that very little was was uh, was censored. Very very little because I, I the thought process was well, people would come together eventually, and you know all this hate that I was seeing would would you know dissipate. Well, that's not the case. If anything, it got worse. So I start. I I took. You know, I'm basically. I just started maybe two days ago. If it's if it's negative, if it if it's not if it's not solving a problem and it's negative, it gets deleted and that 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 person is banned from the channel. I'm starting to ban people from the channel, and so you know. But it it takes it takes mods. You know, moderators in the chat rooms. It takes a lot of effort on my side to you know to to read a thousand comments you know on every single you you know know. what but it's it's we need to build emotional firewalls around you and people who are doing this because yeah we might come together i hope we do 
But right now, we're in survival mode. This is not yet the come together time. This is, we are just trying to swim in an ocean storm of life with a 500 pound cement block tied to our ankle. This is not the time where we can say, oh yeah, you know, you're hating, but maybe, maybe we can embrace free speech and you can have your hate here and, and we'll, no, no, delete, cut, gone, banned. Right. We have to build emotional firewalls around you and you need to participate in that and anything else right now for the foreseeable future, anything else is not allowed in. Right. Absolute black and white, not changing that one bit. I think you're absolutely right on that. I, you know, and I intuitively, intuitively um, started doing that just two days ago. But uh, I, I appreciate it. Go eat a salad and take a nap. Well, I had sal- I had a salad for dinner. I haven't taken a nap yet, but. <laughs> but um, thank you for giving me this time. No, yeah, it's it's been great. Is there any way? that people can um, get a hold of you if they had some personal thing um, to discuss or you, you know, or that's that you don't want to do that. I mean, you know, yeah, I can maybe, well, you know, I'm, I'm new to this, so I don't know. Do I just like give my email? Well, what, what you air? could do, no, 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 don't, that, no, no, don't, don't do it on the air, but you, what you can do okay. is text me, um, oh, uh, um, maybe an email, or a website that you have. I don't know if you have a website, but you know, an email if you want someone to contact you because they have something very specific um, and they feel uh, that you have a calming voice and, and, and uh, you know, that um, uh, health, you know, mental health professional uh, uh, capability sure. to help yeah. them. Uh, that, that would greatly yeah. be appreciative. Well, funnily enough, um, I took my website down, I think it was a week, maybe two weeks ago, because I was going to redo the whole thing. Maybe it was a bit longer than that. And then this happened. And so that is not an option right now. But I will set something up and be available to people who I would want to, you know, talk as in formal session or just touch base or, right. yeah, like, I'm in this. Right. This is... Okay. This is me I, now. I I really appreciate it. I, I I honestly I think you know there I have you know a few I have a lot of callers that you know and that that contribute. And this is one of the the my favorite because it's it's attacking it from a totally different angle and that is the mental health angle that I don't think many channels are talking about at all. And um, it's a really important one because if we don't have, if we don't have a healthy mind, um, we're not going to have a healthy body. And if we don't have a healthy body, we're not going to, we're, we're going to have problems with this virus. So yeah. it, your help with this is extremely important. Thank you so much. So thank, thank you for providing this. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. You inspired me. I just thought, I just. I just want to be of service. I just, I just want to help people. I know this is rough. It's rough for me too. So let's, let's just help each other. Okay. Okay. Great. So what we're going to do is we'll, you know, we'll, um, we'll, you know, end this, end this conversation and, and, um, I'll put this on the, on the channel 
and you're I'm gonna we're gonna have a lot of comments you know uh, in terms of you know maybe people's unique you know unique questions but I'd like to put in the in the description section of the video your contact information whatever you want to share um, and um, and we'll go from there and you can just you can you can just text me your contact information that you want me to put on the actual description page for this video and um, I really appreciate okay. you, you sharing well, your 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 expertise in in this and uh, in reaching out to others to help I, I, I really do appreciate it thank you okay you have a you have I a good night what you do too. and maybe okay yeah maybe we could talk just one minute not recorded and I can just ask your advice yeah yeah something. yeah yeah okay What's up, everybody? Lando here. Are you looking for something a little bit offbeat and a lot of fun? Then get your weekly weird history fix with host Jason Horton as he revisits the strange events and cultural happenings of a single year in our history. Check out Strange Year on your favorite podcast platform today. Thanks and back to the doc. Okay. Hello, Linda. How you doing? Hi, Paul. Welcome to the channel. Thank so, you. so we're going to talk about um, uh, the, this COVID nineteen crisis and uh, you know potential mental health issues that it may trigger. So, I'm going to give you the floor, and uh, I guess we're going to analyze me. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. before we started recording, you gave me permission to use you as an example by tapping into how you're doing with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, well, I, yeah, go ahead. What are you feeling? What do I feel? Well, it depends on the day. <laughs> I'm a very busy guy. <laughs> I'm a very busy guy. So um, at, at the moment, I would say it's keeping up with the news. The news is, um, rapidly developing. Uh, it was a little bit slower in terms of Wuhan and what was going on in China. But as, as we're starting to get more outbreaks in the United States, especially in the New York area, uh, it's just almost impossible to, to be able to keep up with what's going on on the ground. Um, so there, so there's multiple multiple avenues of information. One avenue of information is coming from, let's say, the, the mainstream media, um, or let's say the government when they do their new, you know, their news uh, press right. uh, announcements. Uh, so you have those at the local level and at the federal level. So there, that you know, each one of those is, you know, sometimes 30 minutes to an hour. So trying to keep track of that. And then what's going on in my local area, which is New York. Like, for example, today we had New Rochelle is um, a, a little town, if you want to call it that, or a city, um, just outside of New York, New York City. Um, and they have now their uh, quarantine due to a lawyer that's, that is, uh, been confirmed to have COVID-19. Right. So you had the governor level talking about it. Then you had the actual mayoral level talking about it. And I was actually pretty impressed with the, the mayor. The mayor 
you know, was talking about how uh, helping the neighbor, how, you know, trying to um, deliver food to the elderly. Um, this was something that I was bringing up on the channel very early on, that to prevent the society from breaking down, we have to rise up and, and say, okay, we're going to help our neighbor. Um, he said those, those things in his, in his briefing that I was actually pretty impressed with. Um, uh, you don't hear that from Cuomo. Cuomo is a little bit more distant. I didn't really get that sense either with Mayor de Blasio. So, um, you know, so I, I was impressed with Mayor, uh, the mayor of uh, New Rochelle. Um, but it's just keeping up with that information flow. And then I'm going on other channels to help their channel out. Some of them are smaller channels to try to help them out to, to inform their, their um, constituency, uh, going on larger channels that are larger than mine to try to promote my channel. Right. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of things going on. On top of doing my coursework at Harvard, you know, which is challenging uh, you know, to begin with, and then preparing for medical school, all in the middle of this crisis. So I'm like, you know, I, I feel like I'm almost like a clown where I'm juggling a bunch of balls in the air, you know? <laughs> so there's a lot going on, but I have, I have a lot of people that are helping. You know, there is a support network of, of different levels. There's a support network within the, um, the channel community where they're providing the information. Unfortunately, I can't dissect all of it. I can't. I can't absorb it all. I mean, it's just, it's like a tsunami of information. Um, and then, um, you know, my, you know, my brother is helping, you know, with, with the website stuff that we're doing. Um, my surviving brother, it's his, it's his twin. I don't, I don't know if I remember telling you about the death of my, so my brother Dan died from heart disease and the surviving twin, his name's Joel. He, he's helping me out behind the scenes. But, um, you know, it's, you know, it's challenging and it's not something that I wanted to do. You know, it, w it was just like, I felt like I was thrown into it. Um, for me, it was very visceral right at the very beginning, January 25th, when I just was playing around with the, the, the genomic information in the database. And then I saw what I saw. And then I realized through all these different disciplines that I've had throughout my academic career that there is an economic thing here. There is this you know, biological contagion issue that, that was, I thought at the time and still do, that it's understated. Um, there is this um, the sovereignty issue. I, I see uh, issues with um, an erosion of civil liberties. So I, you know, it's, it, it, I just wanted to go to medical school. I just wanted to be a surgeon. I just wanted to be, you know, I just wanted to help people that had similar diseases that my brother had, you know, cardiac diseases, heart diseases. You know, that was my whole goal. And now I'm like, you know, I feel like I wake up in the morning, you know, I know it looks like I just got out of bed. Usually when I do my videos, and it's most of the time I did, you know, because I don't go to bed until about 4.30 in the morning, you know, yeah. but, you know, but the information load is just, is just, I even have people that are helping me with scheduling um, appointments. So I kind of have a handler 
that tries to schedule me on, on different shows. You know, and he gives me information and he's, he's just volunteering because he believes in the cause of trying to, you know, to inform people. So it's like a, it's interesting. It's a, it's a community, but I still feel overwhelmed. It's just, and I, I'm sure a lot of people feel overwhelmed for different reasons. I don't have anyone in, in my life that has COVID-19 yet, but I am concerned with my mother. I mean, she's got COPD. She's 73 years old. She was a long, you know, long time smoker for like 40 years. And those, you know, um, you know she has a very severe COPD. Um, if she contracted COVID-19 or even got a really bad flu, she could die from it. And she has, you know, heart disease. So, um, so there's a concern there. I don't think that that was the genesis, though, of why I'm putting so much of my energy into it. Um, I just, I just, there is just a, and there's just a, just a knee jerk reaction that I have to react. Um, I haven't found that many people that have had that same feeling, but there are a few. Um, there's a lot of people. I just, just, uh, received an email from my aunt that actually lives in, in Washington. She, she, most of her, they were born, she was born and raised in Michigan. Gets gets married, um, and then they moved down to Florida, and they they became very wealthy in Florida. They had a um, they had a uh, wholesale business and a camera business, and uh, they eventually sold that in the I think it was in the early nineties, mid nineties, and then they retired. They retired early. You know, now they're they because they were tired of the hurricanes, they moved to Seattle. Right now they're in their late seventies. Okay like late, late seventies, they're in really good health. They were always kind of, uh, you know, they were always doing gardening. They were always staying away from canned foods. They were, they were kind of like really early, the early birds of, of like the organic um, movement. Right. And you can see it. I mean, it's like, they don't look like they're in their seventies. So they're in, you know, really good health. Um, but they're right near the town that had the 24 deaths. Mm -hmm. So, but what was weird, what was weird with, with my aunt, my aunt Jerry's email was, it's my aunt Jerry and Larry. Okay? And uh, my aunt Jerry's email was like, she just like was very calm about it. It was like, yeah, 24 people died next to us, but you know, strange times. And then she's showing her garden. <laughs> you know, you know, so, so there's there's a lot of people are uh, approaching this in different in, in different ways mm -hmm. um i'm a little bit more you know reactive and worried than she is now maybe it's you know year you know decades of life that allowed her to have that you know level of wisdom and calmness um or maybe she doesn't realize you know the severity of it i'm not really sure i don't know what news network she's listening to. I don't think she listens to my channel, <laughs> but, but, but the, you know, the, the, the people are uh, uh, seeing this differently. And that's in, in, important to realize that there's, there's multiple constituencies. I've noticed on, on, on the channels is that there's a, there's a geriatric constituency. There is the, um, there is the Gen X constituency. There is the millennial, the Gen Y, the millennial. They all, see it slightly different and you almost have to communicate with them differently you know um so that's you know that's how i, I I've, I've 
trying to balance this, this, this issue. So when I ask you how you feel, you're very good at giving me what you're doing, sorting information, um, reporting on facts, but you have yet to tell me how you feel right now. What is your emotional state right now? And you, you told well, me- Well, I, yeah, I, I feel that action is, the, is what is paramount, that the need for action. Okay, can we break that down a bit into an emotional word? Well, it's a combination of, I mean, what, what, what people get, you know, things that get people in, into an action state is worry. Worry. Um, you know, there's, um, you know, um, do you upset, feel upset. Are you upset? Do I feel, well, I'm worried about my, my mother, you know, okay. in, in terms of her, her condition. Okay. She, she's in Michigan, so they don't have any cases around her yet. Um, she's pretty much homebound. But I'm concerned that my father, because he's not homebound, you know, bringing it into the household, and then that's how it'll start. Um, and then my brother has heart disease, the, the surviving brother. And, you know, if he, if he gets it. Uh, so I've seen a lot of death. So I think that because of that, there is a hypersensitivity to... Um, potential things that could create a black swan. And if I look at my, almost like my career and my research, it's always focused on the tail end of the distribution. I don't focus on really the mean. I look at what's going on on the tail end because that's where the swan lies. That's where the, the black swan is. So I think that's, there is a hypersensitivity to the black swan because of that. Um, but in terms of feelings, it, there's fear that not enough people are paying attention. There's, um, there's a, um, a level of uh, anxiety or a level of uh, uh, being upset, angry with uh, erosion of civil liberties that I see that, are, that, is, that is starting to build up. Especially after a post nine, you know, right after nine eleven, we've seen this this civil liberty and this surveillance state build out because of technology. Um, anger, anger, anxiety, worry. Hmm? Hmm? Anything else? Mm, I think that pretty much covers it. But that, in a ball, when you when you boil it, <laughs> that turns into action. You know. Okay. <laughs> so I, the, the key point here is action. Mm -hmm. You know, not talk, you know, the, the, you know, there, there are a lot of people want to talk, 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 talk. But there is, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. There is a point where it needs to be action or, or, you know, something that is uh, used out of that talk to allow for positive social change. So it sounds like you're also feeling frustration over people's inertia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Getting over that, that uh, organizational inertia is, is a big hurdle, big hurdle. Absolutely. What have you had to eat today? I had some uh, chicken uh, drumsticks for dinner. 
What time did you wake up this morning? Ten thirty. I think it was ten thirty. I think ten. Four thirty, four thirty, something like that. That's pretty regular for you these days. Yeah, yeah. Normally, I was like a ten. You know, go to bed at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, wake up at six. You know, that was my my world for a long, long, long time. But you know, with everything, I'm I'm staying late to to be able to do some late recordings, and then I put up the premiere, and then I you know I listen to the premiere for maybe about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and then usually those premieres are an hour or two hours long, and then I go to bed. So there's a lot of you know because I'm sort of a one man show, you know, I have to do a lot, you know. I, I, there, there's this phrase that, um, there's this phrase that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, and he, he was doing a motivational video, and it's kind of funny in a way, but he, I, I see his point. But he goes, um, people don't get, people don't, um, they're not successful because they sleep too much, and that you know you just. And his point was is that don't sleep so much to get more things done. Now there's pluses and minuses to that that idea, but but generically speking what he's saying is there's too many people that are lazy and not being active and trying to get things done um and anybody watching this would put you anywhere near the category of lazy and not getting things done no 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 no. do you think you're lazy and not getting things done i'm not getting enough done but that's because there's not enough hours in the day I'm only one. See, see, you know, uh, I see that there's a lot of things that need to be done. The only way to get it done is to delegate and have a team. Um, and I've tried to do that with um, different researchers that are in the channel that are helping. Um, so there is some delegation that's taken place. But when you're dealing with a volunteer group, you're going to have wax and waning um, involvement. Um, but again, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to do this. It's, I have no. to do this. You know, and I don't want, I don't want this channel. I don't want to have to cover this. I just want, I just, and many of us are benefiting from it and we thank you very much. Uh, However, yeah. I'm going to poke you on this. And Will say, it hurt? <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, go ahead. As someone who has volunteers and people watching and a lot of people engaged in this process with you, do you think you are in a position to show an example of how to provide health care, including mental health care for yourself during the crisis? I think that I am in a situation where I'm taking a leadership role. Mm-hmm. And leadership roles sometimes have to wear down the soul. And I think we saw that with George Washington. And I think we definitely saw that with Abraham Lincoln. You have to, you, there, 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 there are things that have to be sacrificed for, to, to, to get over that, that uh, social inertia that we were talking about. And what are you sacrificing? My sleep. <laughs> I would prefer to pet my dog. 
I'd prefer to eat my cookies. You know, I'd prefer to, to, to spend more time on my research, you know, for my master's thesis. I'd prefer to, to glide into medical school instead of do all this activity. And then because I don't think people understand that medical school is extremely, extremely busy. You know, like every hour of your day is already planned for you for four years and then residency. So I, it would be nice to just kind of glide into that, you know, but no, that's not what's happening. I'm like living hyperactivity and then I'm going to go into another very hyperactive thing. So what and, do you think the net effect physically and psychologically may be? From well, well, I have, I, I have a lot of endurance. I have a lot of willpower. I have a lot of um, threshold for pain. And I think that's what carries me through this. I mean, I, physically and, and, and mentally. I have a lot of, of, of that. I don't think most people would do what I'm doing. It's wearing me out. It's wearing me out. But I mean, I used to be a triathlete in my 20s and 30s. And the mental and physical pain you have to go through to do a triathlon is pretty extreme. Now, um, I think people that have gone through, let's say, the SEAL, the SEAL team, you know, the mental, it's more mental than physical, but even though they, they you know, you know, it, it, you're being tested on a physical level, being able to, to tell your mind to keep going is where I'm at right now. Calm and to take care of yourself and to well, be able well, to tell your mind to rest and to be able to tell your mind to turn it off for a while. And walk away from the screens no 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 because did, did you see george washington walk away when when they were at, at valley forge do you think that 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 uh abraham lincoln took a vacation this isn't one battle over one day this we're is taught we're, we're this the gravity of the situation if the modeling is correct yeah because of the the if if, if because because of the disease state of, of the united states and I would assume it's similar to Canada. But the disease state in the United States is such that 150 million people, roughly, will contract COVID-19 within a 20-month period. All right? Most of those will be mild cases. One-sixth one of those will be severe cases. I agree with 25, you. 25% of the severe cases I'm absolutely well, on the same page. Right. So that's 6.9 million people that we're talking about dying from COVID-19 or complications of COVID-19 because of their, 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 their already underlying health conditions. That's a lot of people. So it's my mission to try to save as many people that can be saved because that's the, that is the, that is the, the largest human, uh, experience to do is to, to try to save a life not and to work not you know so <laughs> there is <laughs> there is no time to waste so the the, the biggest thing the, the most important thing to do is to actually um inform people on how they can try to protect themselves protect their family help their neighbor prevent the social breakdown that could arise we're already seeing the potential Lehman happening in the financial markets, you know, and, and what does that mean? And all the extra stress that causes. Um, we, so we will look back. We will look back. An hour. We'll look back. 
of we your will, time. We will look back. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, we will look back. Would that if, power if we, of time change the outcome of today? The hour of time. Well, when you say you don't have time to, I think I maybe I'm saying it to to an extreme, and you're probably right, but I'm still going to stick to with what my what my gut feeling is because I go by my gut. My gut feeling is is that every hour of my day needs to be associated with this until this crisis is over, yeah. because when every, when it's said and done, and it's post Wuhan. You know, right now we're living through Wuhan. We remember what it was like pre-Wuhan, mm -hmm. all right? But when it's post-Wuhan and we sit in that rocking chair when we're older and we go, where were you? Or what, what did, you know, you know, I'm saying that generically. What did you do, you know, in, 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 you know when, people, when people are sitting in their rocking chair, what did you do during the Wuhan or the COVID-19 crisis? I'll be able, I would a, able to, 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 I will able to, to, to sit in, in, in psychological health during a pandemic is all I'm suggesting that of those people that you want to save of all of the energy that you're putting into this, you are one of those people and you are only one person and you are doing an immense amount, but you are also standing up as a leader and people are looking to you and when taking care of yourself is but here, here's here, a waste of time here here's the here is yourself the, here's, is the, here's the rub here's the rub people listening here, to you are hearing that and that's not what's going to help you here's the rub to be a leader you have to be a little crazy you have to push yourself to the limit because if you weren't that way you wouldn't be a leader you have to have that sense of urgency for whatever, whatever the chemistry, the, the emotional and the biological chemistry that gives you that, that visceral feeling that something has to be done. That is a leader. Now, most people do not have that, that, cat, that, that category. So you don't want, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to just kind of suppress that because by suppressing it, we're not suppressing it. We're bolstering it. Adequate nutrition and sleep and recreation and exercise and time away from your computer screens does not suppress your energy, does not suppress your capacity to help people. It bolsters it, Paul. It supports it. It gives mm -hmm. you a healthier platform to reach others from. If you are running on fumes, everybody else is going to be following you and living like their hair is on fire too. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I, um, I'm real, you know, I'm human. Absolutely. I'm human. It's Absolutely. not, pro this is not process. This is not, this is not polished. Here. Let's you keep know. you grounded to this process in a healthy way as you move through it, because the way is not sustainable. All of these heroic figures that you mentioned, they slept, they ate, they chatted with people, they walked outside, and they got stuff done. And you can too. No, I mean, it's not that I don't talk to people. You think I just sit, sit in this room all day long? I, that's not the case. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, I wish I had more time with my dog. But, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I have, a, I have pe I, I'm always on the phone talking to someone. 
always. You know. What is your schedule? What mm -hmm. is your, do you actually have a schedule? Do you actually sleep during regular hours, wake during regular hours, eat during certain times of the day? Is this just every day? Is since, since January 25th, it's been roughly going to bed at four o'clock in the morning, waking up at about 10. Um, and it's just been nonstop covering this and in between um, typing up my research. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, but, you know, when I say this, I mean, the people are calling me, I got to deal with vendors, I got to deal with trying to, um, um, you know, schedule programs, putting the time in, in, into these programs, because the programs I'm doing are like three hours long, you know, so it's like, I slice the cake very thick, I don't slice it really thin, you know, you know, but that's the type of person I am. You know, but, but, um, and I think people that watch this appreciate it and they get something out of it, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, my life right now is like what it would be like if I was in residency. So, I mean, it's like, I guess maybe this is heat treating me to, you know, uh, you know, for the, the, the physicality of residency. I don't know. Um, there are laws and guidelines around residency, and yeah. Well, that's sort of an eighty-hour. You know, there's an eighty-hour week, but then you're on call for thirty-six hours, and you know, you have you, you're sleep deprived, and yeah, there are laws. But I mean, you're especially in the surgical side. I mean, it's there. You're 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 sleep deprived. Um, Everybody doubts your ability to focus, but if your primary emotions every single day, all day, are based in worry upset fear anxiety frustration well no there, there's well it's like a battle you're on a battle you're okay. on a battlefield you know this is battle all right and this battle will have all the emotion spectrum you're going to be sad and you know sad and glad you're going to be you know and everything in between you know you know there's euphoria and there's you know extreme you know being pissed off you know, it, 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 you get the whole spectrum, all right? And, you know, it, when, when something's good, like, uh, let's say there is, um, uh, like for today, like today, I was extremely happy to see the mayor of New Rochelle say the things he said. Because lately, the last maybe week and a half, I've been hearing from the federal government and at the state level, and in uh, uh, at, for New York City, almost every time that they had a news conference, they they either weren't transparent enough, or they flat out they 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 flat out lied to try to downplay this. Um, and I was I I, I saw that as uh, being disingenuous and harming individuals. While the mayor in New Rochelle, I think, was very upfront, very transparent, and were uh, doing policies that uh, followed in the line of helping the neighbor, helping the geriatrics. Um, I think that's, that, that, was, that was very commendable. So today was, on the battlefield, today was actually a win because of what we saw with the mayor from New Rochelle. And I don't know the guy. You know, I just, just saw him on, uh, you know, uh, on the news today. But today was a, a good day. The, the, in terms of the financial markets, there was, a, there, was a, um, there was an up day, but it'll still continue to go down. 
So there was a minor win, but it will be fleeting today. So just like on any battlefield, you're going to see good days where you, you, you're moving, you're, you're advancing to your goal, and you'll have uh, days where there's a retreatment. So, you know, you just got to go with the flow. I mean, this is not normal. This, this, what's happening? It's important to mention what's happening is not the normal course of things. No. And that's why there is such urgency. When you have such urgency, you don't have time to say, I need, you know, see, there, it, it's important to, it, it's important to parse. It's important to parse. It's a, Sleep. It's, I don't have time to say I need food. I don't know. No, no. Well, no, no, no. But you, but normally, you, you normally, normally need, people sit down, and have food, and have food, and you know. But you know, to, you know, lately it's been eating and going. When was the last time you got some exercise? When was the last time I exercised? Actually, mm -hmm. today I did some weight weightlifting, some uh, some dumbbell weightlifting. But I haven't been doing my kendo um, for a while. I, since since the, the since starting um, covering this since January twenty fifth, mm -hmm. I haven't done kendo. But I used to do kendo almost every day. Do you miss it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you feel the but 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 this, well, I mean, it's a different type of workout. Um, what did it give you? Well, it's a, it's a different muscle workout, but it's also a, it's also a mental. There's a there's a mental component to it. What but, do you like? Well, it's combative. <laughs> Dumbbells aren't as combative as, 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 as kendo. You know, kendo is where you're, you know you're hitting each other with 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 uh, with bamboo sticks. Um, but um, but there is this there is a time for training, and there's a time for action. See, it keeps on going back to this point. Well, I, I said it a couple of days ago. You know. In the in kind of in our social um, in our social media now, we've been using the term info war, okay? And people have branded that for their own channel, but there it it it, it covers a, a broad concept that there is individuals that are proje projecting. Um, uh, for certain belief systems. And Noam Chomsky's mentioned this multiple times in his, in his literature and in the books that he wrote. He focused on something called the manufactured consensus. And that is where um, the, the media or corporations through advertisement try to convince you to do something. Mm -hmm. Buy toothpaste or uh, uh, believe in a certain agenda, um, buy into the bio, you know, buy into the, um, the Patriot Act, when there was huge patriotism going on right after 9-11, that was a manufactured, manufactured consensus. Or this, this constant adversarialness with Russia, that's a manufactured consensus. So, um, the, the, so the idea was branded in modern terminology, instead of using manufactured consensus, they call it InfoWar, all right? It, it kind of it it kind of hits you. The understanding hits you quicker than manufactured consensus from Noam Chomsky. 
but Infowar, right? Okay, so it's like, okay, it's information, it's warfare, but it's using information, it's technology, it's, it's, it's using social media. So it may, kind of makes sense. But we're moving into something because we have to live in the, re, the real world. You know, the real world isn't the digital world. It's an, ex, the, the digital world's an extension. And things have to have action. You can't just talk. You have to do. But it doesn't mean just to do for change. It has to do for positive social change. So this is the, that kind of mantra or what I'm trying to live by is this idea that, you know, talk is important, but sometimes too much talk is bad. And you can't just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You have to act. You have to do. You have to do something. You know, these channels, you know, trying to, share information and inform the public. Um, if there's not a transmission mechanism there where they're actually helping their neighbor, me telling them to help their neighbor doesn't mean anything then. If I'm saying you, there's a, there, your next door neighbor is, is elderly and she needs help and someone hears that, but they don't do anything, then so they, we, th there's no action. There's no, it's all rhetoric and there's no action. Of the one metaphor that you use is we're in war, you're in war, you have to fight, you have to do, it has to move and action and constant, mm -hmm. and don't stop. Mm -hmm. And the other side you talk about, not quite as frequently, but you do as well, is very, very peaceful. It's very love-based, it's very compassionate. It's go and help people, it's reach out, it's how can we support each other? How can mm -hmm. we lift each other up? But they're not mutually exclusive. No, they're not. You know, see, the reality of the situation is, is there's no up without a down. There's no right without the left. There's no evil without good. There is no war without peace. They're all the same. It's very Judaic what I'm saying. Is everything's balanced. Everything has a balance. You can't, you can't have just one side. You have to have the other. And to have the, 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 the overall harmony. Of the, of and the you system. can't work 24 seven without taking Well, I mean, the, the, you know, the, that's the thing is, is that the, the, if it would be nice if people saw the, the, the urgency as much as I do. And we do. Yeah, yeah but I'm not certain, but I'm not so, you know, here, here, here's the take here. When I did, when I asked individuals to reach out to their, their representatives, and I did a, a poll on my channel, um, less than 20% said that they, they did. Yeah, but you, that's, just, that's people that's, are at different places with this. It's overwhelming. It's, it can be your way of dealing with this. And we're lucky that there are people like you whose, whose way of dealing with it is action-based, is getting stuff done. And for many, many people, their way of coping with the magnitude of this is to shut down is to not mm. be able to write letters, is to not be able to make phone calls and... and but here's the problem, is it's the people that are orchestrating this or controlling the system, that's what they want. They want people to be apathetic. They don't want the K species, they want the R species. They want the herd, they want the sheep. They don't want the wolves. And you can't change that. Well, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not really not so sure about that. And, 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 and history kind of proves my point. But it takes an amazing amount of energy to do it. Absolutely. 
it does take an amazing amount of energy. And I think the general concern for you as a person away from the leadership role, away from the channel is the toll it has the potential to take on an ongoing basis. Yeah, but there's certain, but there's certain things that, that one needs to sacrifice for. And I would say family is one. You have to sacrifice for your family. You have to sacrifice for your country. You know, in, 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 in my, in, in how I'm seeing the country is the protection of, of our civil liberties through the constitution. And so it's this idea of not, of not willing to sacrifice for that, I think is, is uh, somewhat treacherous. It's, you know, I, I, I do not, I, I do not subscribe to the idea that, well, I need some time off and hell with the constitution, let it burn. You know, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. We had a president of the United States. His name was George Bush. He's the, the younger version, the younger one. All right. When 9-11 happened and people were saying he couldn't do certain things because of the constitution, you know what he said? He said, hell with the constitution. It's just a piece of paper. That was part of the problem. We had a president of the United States that, was, that swore an oath to protect it. And he had such a flamboyant phraseology of how insignificant it is. There is the problem. We don't have enough people that have the balls to step up and protect that constitution. And there's an urgency here because what has happened is that people have, have this cognitive dissonance because it's a slow rollout of erosion of our civil liberties. It is time, it is the time for talking is over. It is and, now action to roll back to a pre 9-11 day. And the people at the front line do get eroded. And we hear from other channels all the time, the danger of losing the nurses, losing the doctors, losing mm -hmm. the people who are able to maintain ICU beds and the risk to the frontline medical people. And I want to ask you, what about the risk to losing people who are on the front line of this political fight like yourself? Because to say taking a moment away is a waste of time or to step back for a little while to care for yourself is a waste of time. Sends the message to yourself and everybody listening that this is all in at all costs, regardless of your physical health and regardless of your mental health. And isn't that what you're fighting for? Wait, do you think that Sherman, when he was going down to Atlanta to burn it, to stop the Civil War, that he thought that he needed to take a vacation? I'm just talking about one person. I'm, I'm talking, talking, I'm talking about, I'm just, talking I'm just about saying, I'm saying, do you really think that when you're in the middle of battle that it's time to take a vacation? Nobody's asking you to take a vacation and I'm not asking you to do anything. All I'm doing is asking you how you feel, how you want to feel, and what is the distance between those two? I want to make sure that after this Wuhan crisis, that I can say with a, with a full heart that I did everything that was in my power to save lives. It's very simple. And that's where I'm going with this. And I'm not stopping. There's nothing stopping me. Good. Don't stop. Nobody's asking you to stop. Absolutely. You're doing a good job. And keep at it. Now, the emotional toll to that, I don't know. 
Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. But the thing is, I can tell you what it might be. But it's it's a might. You know, I live on you know the rare events. So you know, <laughs> I don't live in the I don't live in the in the medium. But you know what? But I will there be an emotional toll? Probably. Will there be a physical toll? You know, on the body? Yeah. But I have I have the endurance. I'm still young enough to absorb the shock. For now. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, let's hopefully that it's only 20, it, hopefully it's only 20 months. And, you know? and so-called youth or genetics can only get you so far. And you're borrowing on credit cards you don't have because, oh, I'm going to use youth. I'm just going to use genetics. Go, 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 go. And ignore all these other areas and then end up empty. I'm, I'm also taking vitamin C. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's. Oh, my work here is done. As long as you're taking vitamin C. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see your point. I see your point. I see you know what you had to do to run triathlon. We're, we're, you know what you're going to have to do to do medical school. And if you want to continue at the pace that you're continuing on, you're really running the risk of your mental and physical health. And you're setting an example to everybody who's watching you that going this way day to day is sustainable. And Maybe it is for you. Maybe it's not. I well, I, I, you know, I want to, I, I would prefer to, it is not. I would prefer to frame it in the terms of um, it's the American spirit. It's to carry on through adversity and do the impossible. Work until you drop. Well, I mean, you know, so it either is going to be a, a heroic experience you know, like George Washington, you know, um, or it could be the death of a salesman. I don't know. I don't know. It could be a, a you know, a, a, you know, a Miller novel. Is it either or? Well, I'm not, I don't know. I'm in the middle of a battle. I, everything's foggy. You know, I just, I, you know, I, you have to adapt very quickly. It's not. Well, let's adapt. Let's just take those massive extremes and adapt them a little bit more moderately Five. we're talking about 6.9 million people dying in the united states in 20 months there is no time there is no time and not only that it's the erosion of our constitutional freedoms if the bio patriot act does get signed in and there are elements of this already in place in hhs and the cdc then you don't have time not to well, because we need sane people who know the politics and know the science at the front of the line, leading the way, who have the capacity to continue. And if your emotional and physical health start to take a toll because of the way that you're working, we lose you. Well, leaders fall on battles on the, on the battlefield. This is the thing that people don't understand. You need to, to make positive social change. You have to take a leadership role and put yourself up front and take risks mm -hmm. and not be fearful of the negative consequences. Mm -hmm. That is what a leader is. And here's the problem with most people. They sit on the couch and they just passively observe. Not there's not enough there's not enough people involved in trying to prevent if if people were involved even just a quarter I know. of how i am involved 
all right, if there were just more people involved, just a quarter or even less, an eighth, because of the magnitude, because of the, the amplification effect of multiple, multiple people, we would not have had our civil liberties eroded through the, through the Patriot Act. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you from a country that has done precious little and is probably one of the worst countries in the world for doing anything to mitigate what's coming with the illness and the death. Nothing. And, and next, it's just, it's, it's, I, I, I get it. I get it. But for you as one person who has a responsibility to take care of yourself, my battlefield is saying <laughs> it is brave to take a nap. It is loyal to your country to go for a walk. It is helpful to the cause to go and exercise for a while and turn off all of these 12 screens that you have in your office. Yeah, I need a, I need a DTAC, that's for sure. <laughs> Leaders also delegate, and leaders also need to step back. Well, I mean, there's there's a difference between leaders in in um, in somewhat calm times, even though that there are crises that happen. But it's rare to have a crisis like this of this magnitude. This is. We're not talking about a crisis in, in let's say, the, the, the Middle East that we had recently with Iran. This is a much more involved, um, um, wearing of the soul type crisis that involves the whole world. And I don't think anyone alive has any memory of anything like this whatsoever. So we're in uncharted territory. You know, there is the difference of, let's say, what it was like to be a leader, like, let's say, um, um, uh, Reagan during the 80s versus what's going on right now. Well, it's a it totally different ballgame. It's absolutely soul-sucking, and you, you nailed it. It's, it will erode your soul. But, how but, the, but the thing is, is that there is the other side, you know, with, with side of it, what is, you're going to have what, life with an eroded soul? You got, there has to be a connection along the way. Well, I mean, you yes. burn down the battery, you know, you burn it down, you burn down the battery, and then you recharge it. Good you, luck with that. You got to know what your limits are. You know, you know, the thing is, is you're not going to know what your limits are. It's just like in triathlons. You need to know, you know, how to pace yourself. You know, you take it to, to, the, to the extreme. You take it to okay. the act, act, act the, the, right to the, the wall. And when that it. gun goes off, do you run as fast as you no, can? No, no, no. You got to know. Can. No, no. But that's right not off. what I'm doing. But that's not what oh, I'm doing. Oh, there's a water station. I don't need that. No, no. Then it's not. Oh, they're trying to pass me some power gel. Forget that. I've got it all under control. No, no, no. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing. That, that's totally okay. not. There is a there is a level of pacing myself because there you, if you can see for example you can see it on some days where I'll have more videos than others so on the days that I have less videos it's actually recharging my battery um, other days I'll have um, uh, much more light light hearted subjects 
on and other days I have really cool. intense subjects. When we did the audio interview, we just talked about the basics. We just talked about, you asked me, how can people maintain their psychological health and well-being during a crisis? And we just talked about paying attention to some of the basics in their life, maintaining a regular schedule as close as possible, going to bed at a decent time, getting up at a decent time, exercising every day, having all at least a few liters of water a day, taking your vitamins, eating nutritionally, exercising. Well, I mean, it's, it's all like basic so, things. So, and it was so, all agreement. So when we've done it and we say, okay, you... It's like, hey, wait, that doesn't apply to me. Because no, 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 no. I, I want to I clear the record. I want to clear the record. Hold on. I get to clear the record. From day one, I have always taken my vitamin C. Okay. All right? <laughs> but I have taken a lot of other things. I mean, I'm, I'm really into health and antioxidants Good. And, and that sort of thing. From day one of doing this, I've been, I, I wasn't doing kendo, but I've been doing calisthenics, so some level of exercise every day. Now, Good. just recently, I started going back to weight training a little bit because I didn't want to lose muscle mass. And but, you say you but, but, but the thing but, with your dog. Well, yeah, because my dog keeps on barking in the background. And it's like saying, hey. And I'm you know, sure your dog me. misses you. No, well, it does. I know it does. So, you know, maybe I should do an episode with my dog. <laughs> so, 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 I have synergy. so I have synergy. So I can fight the war with my dog. Right. See? Yeah. So we're going to wrap up for today. You're going to go get your dog and do something tonight. Tell me one thing you're going to do tonight that is not related to the pandemic that is to bolster the erosion that this situation has caused to your soul. How are you protecting your soul? What are you going to do tonight for yourself that protects I'm going to say something really esoteric that you probably don't believe, right? But as I'm wearing my soul right now doing this, the souls on the other side mm -hmm. are helping. Mm -hmm. I believe that. There's, there's, there's an energy, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's coming from the other side. And they want you here and they want you healthy. Well, I, it, well yeah, but I mean, you know, but <laughs> you know, here, here's the problem with this situation. It's not just the United States. It's not just New York. It's around the world. I know. And there's multiple people that want to go on the channel that are from Germany or from Asia One or from thing. France. And it's important to get their, their message out. Bake cookies, have a bath, go for one thing, just one thing. You can set the timer on your stove or your watch for 60 minutes, just one thing, just one hour, one thing. You read, read a book that has nothing to do with this. One thing for you mm -hmm. tonight that you can tell me that you would consider doing and you don't have to it's all voluntary well i, I don't know if it'll be 60 you. minutes it might be 20 minute nap but <laughs> but i see your no. point i see your point no. but I, I i do see your point well i had a 20 minute nap everybody <laughs> heard it paul's going to go and take a 20 minute nap and we're all going to leave him alone for 20 minutes starting now or at your right right right, right. you know i um it's they're, they're, you know, I, I can't wait until this. I, I can't wait until this whole crisis is over. Believe me, I, I you know, I, I don't want this at all. You know, I don't either. You know, so I just it's and until it does get over, um, you know, we have to just keep on persevering.
that's where the endurance comes in. And you just got to keep on enduring. All we have is each other. So let's hold each other up. But that's true. But the thing is, is that what I'm seeing with many people is that there is a, a lack of desire for action. We don't know that. We don't know what their, their intentions are. Maybe they can't. Maybe they just, they, like you said, none of us have ever experienced anything remotely like this. Don't, don't assume people's lack of action is just they don't care. It could be a lot of things. This is triggering people on every level. I get emails and people are just remembering so many past traumas that they hadn't considered for years and the panic attacks and the anxiety and, and the worry. There's so many layers to this. We can't assume other people's intentions. All you can do is take care of yourself. And I'm just asking you, all we did in this hour was just try and pay a little bit more attention to protecting your soul. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I see your point, and, and I, I do. I truly do. But again, I go back. Maybe it's a defense mechanism. I don't know. But then I go back to, well, what was it like to be a soldier in, at Valley Forge? And they didn't have shoes, and they, they, they were frostbitten. Okay, now we're and they were fighting, you know, so, you know, so, and they didn't have time. They didn't have food and they were just, just barely surviving. And maybe like you said, esoteric, they're calling you from the other side and they're saying it didn't work for us to ignore every single one of our basic well, needs. I mean, well, eventually it did work because we won the revolution, <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, but there was a lot of self-sacrifice that had, that had to take place. And this is, I think the main point that I'm making. Is, is there's not enough people doing self-sacrifice for the for the for the better good. Wait, what? When do you want to speak again? When do I want to speak again? We're not gonna do we're not we're not gonna do like a, a weekly weekly uh we are. review of Paul. No, no, we're not gonna do that. Yes, but are. but no, no, we're not. But yes, but the we no we're not. But you know, the thing is the thing is is that it is important okay, people can vote. Well, uh, no. Because there's there, there's complications. It's been helpful for people's mental and physical and yeah, but I'm not the poster child for that. Okay, then we'll I'm just not the poster child for that. Then we'll do it different next time. Yeah, but the but the thing is the but the the the, the thing here is that there's not enough people in in from the way I see this, there's not enough people saying they they see the problem, but they're not willing to stop it. They see that their community is in danger, but they're not willing to galvanize and organize to help their neighbor. They're not willing to stay home from work. Well, all right. why do you think that is? From what I have heard, and we are gonna wrap up, but from what I have heard, um, people, and this is hard for me because people who, I love um, are ignoring everything that you know and intelligent people, all the science, all the information, everything that we, we know about this, they get it 100%. And yet there's something called, they, you know, labeled a responsibility to show up and act as if life is going on and won't step out, won't cross that line until told to, until they're 
institution closes and tells them, okay, we're closing, you need to go home. Even though they get, even though they get that institution is just using them for money, mm. even though they get that they're a commodity, that this is not a decision that's being based on the best health for all. If it were based on the best health for all, it would have been, everything would be closed down weeks ago. And we, we wouldn't be even debating when and how to close things down. We said, okay, we get it. We're closing things down. But maybe capitalism, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it, it boil it down. I think you can boil it down to one word, and that is egoism. It's that the philosophical, you know, framework that they're coming from is egoism, not utilitarianism. It's and, brutal. It's brutal to witness. It's brutal to be around. But people have their own autonomy and their choice. And but the re, but the thing is, is that they only have that because of the constitution. They only have those freedoms because it's enshrined in, in a document. When you, when you have a society that erodes that document, this is why I'm so adamant on, on this. If you have a society that erodes that social contract, you don't have those freedoms anymore. And you start, live, you start to live in tyranny. And it'll get worse and worse and worse and worse until a day comes where there will be a group of people that rise up and overthrows the tyranny. But there's going to be a lot more carnage if you allow that to happen than to stop it in its tracks now. Like, it's like cancer. If someone has cancer, you want to get it out right away. You want to handle it right away. You don't want it to metastasize. It is right now, what we have is a localized cancer. You can tell needs, someone you have cancer, you have to have surgery, and they might say, nope. Well, that's, that's crazy, because I, you know, I know, if it's a localized cancer, it, I'm it's watching really, crazy all around me, same as you. We can't, we can't, like, there's only, there's only, I would like to take everybody I care about and put them in a Ziploc bag and a closet and say, that's it. <laughs> Here is your bottled air for the next however long. Um, when the science and I, almighty I, deem the time is right, I will unzip the bag and we can live a lovely life. But nobody listens. Right, right, right. So right. I can only take care of me. And to that end, I'm going to go make my dinner. I'm right. going to stoke the fire that has since gone out. And I'm going to hold you to what you said which is you're going to take a nap so for 20 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes i'll take it all right okay yeah all right <laughs> all right Thanks. well th th thank you thank you for the the advice i appreciate it we'll see you again soon yeah.